Welcome to Photo Story, episode three. I'm delighted to welcome Justin Thomas with me uh, for the first uh, podcast that I have actually speaking with someone. So, Justin, you're very welcome. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. So, Justin, uh, I'm not hearing an Irish accent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a bit about yourself and for listeners that don't know you. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I've been working on my Irish accent, but actually, um, <laughs> I am from uh, United States of America, uh, the state of Kentucky, and I grew up there um, and lived there for most of my life. Um, currently, I am in Liverpool, England, uh, and I moved here with my wife and my uh, young daughter about two years ago. We came here. Um, to work with some people that we had met through a mutual friend and they were doing some really cool things with refugees, art, business, all of which are very interesting to my wife and I. Um, so we came out in 2018 and met the team, looked around, really enjoyed Liverpool as a city, uh, met the, and the, you know, enjoyed the team. We found out that, uh, that we could work with these people and uh, and do some some really be part of some really cool stuff that they were just starting uh, when we got here in 2018. So we spent the next couple of years trying to figure out how to get back, uh, and we did right in the middle of lockdown <laughs> in uh, November of 2020. We got here, and I believe it was three weeks, and they locked everything down again uh, right around Christmas time. So um, it was an interesting journey for us to get to know people here. Thankfully, we have a community garden, so we could meet our neighbors pretty easily. Um, but yeah, it's it has been uh, it has definitely been uh, an interesting an interesting journey uh, living here, getting used to culture. Um, you know, when we were leaving, people were like, "Well, at least you don't have to you know learn the language." But if you've ever been to Liverpool, you know that the language here <laughs> is called English, uh, but the the Scouse accent is quite a difficult one to uh, to um, to understand. So we've uh, we've had, we've had our difficulties here and there with that. Of course, driving on the other side of the road, things like that. Um, but yeah, it's been a, it's been it's been a good journey, and now we've kind of settled in and um, working on various projects. Yeah, I, the first time I met you, Justin, uh, like we had talked on uh, Zoom beforehand, but I think the first time I met you was over in Liverpool last April, uh, that uh, a few of us who were working on uh, one particular project uh, 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 came together and uh, yeah. we met up. So one of the things about Ireland, or sorry, about Liverpool, of course, is that, you know, it's half Irish anyway. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's a very Irish city. Exactly. I didn't know that, and uh, until we got here, we had no idea. But um, I'm, I, you know, you feel you should feel at home here, right? Yeah, yeah, very much so, <laughs> very much. So, Justin, uh, apart from uh, the projects that we're working on in Iraq, actually, uh, I know that you're uh, very interested and uh, you do photography, uh, and you've helped me uh, with my website on the kind of the back end of the IT side of things. So. <laughs> Tell me a bit about your kind of uh, work background and your photography background. Yeah, I uh, when I was in Kentucky, I ran a real estate company uh, with my brother. 
we were about five of us. We sold residential um, property uh, and we uh, invested in quite a bit of uh, different old homes that might need a little bit of love. Uh, we invested in and ended up with a portfolio of about 10 Airbnbs, uh, which are operating in various parts of the city of Louisville and Kentucky. Um, so real estate and business were kind of top of mind always. Um, that was what paid the bills and did all of that. I did a lot of marketing, um, for our real estate business. I was involved in all of our social media stuff and really learned a lot over the course of gosh, eight years or so before I moved here. Yeah. Eight years. So I did a lot um, as marketing is kind of always evolving and changing. I followed along and uh, really enjoyed that part of business. So I um, have recently uh, been helping other small businesses um, build a marketing strategy uh, that doesn't break your bank. I know we were a small business. There's a lot of small businesses where I come from. And if you ask people who does their marketing, most of them do it themselves because they just don't have it in the budget to pay somebody. Um, a lot of marketing companies are, they, you know, there's retainers, there's all kinds of stuff involved. It's not practical for someone who's a small operation trying to scale their organization. So I feel that pain and I decided that I would try to come alongside those people, get a strategy together. Um, as you mentioned too, I am uh, very familiar with um, SEO and website analytics, things of that nature that can be technical, um, but can also really improve rankings and just keep your website um, flowing uh, the way that it should be according to major search engines. So I, uh, and, and then <laughs> what comes with it is creativity. So my creative side um, is uh, is photography and videography. So the videos are great for what I'm doing with marketing because that's another piece that people are so hesitant to get involved in because it can take money or time or both and mm -hmm. they don't want to do it because what if we lose that money? Mm -hmm. uh, what if we lose our time, you know? And so that's why you have to have somebody that knows what they're doing because the time thing does not become an issue anymore. So that's where I come in um, and help people strategize around video marketing um, from shooting the video to editing and producing the video, um, I, all of those things I'm I love and I'm excited about, and uh, so it's it's nice to kind of put it into an actual functioning business. And then the photography thing came a long time ago uh, when I was in high school, so I guess I was about 16 years old. Um, I took photography in school it was one of the uh, elective classes you could take i thought this would be cool my brother took it so i had a camera a pentax k1000 <laughs> it was a brilliant camera still is my yeah. sister has it um and we just shot we would uh our teacher got black and white film in bulk and we would just go into this pitch black room and pack it into reusable canisters buy a roll for a dollar uh and you could shoot uh you know however much you did and then and then the, the best part was developing the negatives because then you had to go back into that pitch black room, right? And you uh, you put it all in. You had to you had to wheel it around the thing in the dark. You had you know there's some interesting skills that you learned while you're doing that. <laughs> but I 
I loved the analog version of creating um, and enlarging images and going into the dark room. And sometimes I would use paint brushes to paint on developer and just, just weird stuff, trying to, you know, just to get creative with different things. And it really, it just, it got me. I loved every second of it. And I could frame a photo pretty well. Um, and I loved, you know, developing and all of the process behind it. So uh, I took it, I took photography the next year again in high school. And, uh, and then in my first year in university uh, at Miami University in Ohio, we, uh, they have a great art department. And so I actually had my own dark room that mm -hmm. I shared with a few students uh, for my, for my freshman year, my first year. Um, and then everything went digital. <laughs> like, like literally I'm in university, like a broke college kid and, uh, and everything went digital and I, I put it down cause I didn't have the money to change gear. I, you know, people were doing less and less darkroom work. And so I, I just stepped away from it for a long time. Um, but when I became a, a, a real estate agent and I started selling houses, I started making money and I also had flexibility because it was our business. Uh, so I had the resources to buy a digital camera. And that was in 2012, 2012, I think I bought my first digital camera. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, it's 10 years ago. That's not that long considering how long I've been loving photography, but I bought it and uh got to know the digital landscape and um i haven't stopped since while you know i had a side business too in kentucky uh shooting residential real estate photos they have to look nice online when you're selling your house sure. i was already in houses all the time i shot all of our photos uh so made a little extra money on the side there as well doing it for other real estate agents um and uh and learning you know you had to learn lightroom and all of the editing procedures but um, I did that over the course of a few years and uh, shot some weddings. I, you know, friends would tell people that I was doing photography. I got weddings. I got uh, this time of year, always getting family portrait shoots, yeah. the, the autumn yeah. colors. Yeah. Um, and so I did a lot of that stuff on the side, but I loved it. I enjoyed it. So I have a nice portfolio of weddings and, you know, family portraits and real estate photography. I got a drone. I started flying a drone and, okay. um, yeah, I love it. I, I have it here and, and I've only flown it in, uh, in England twice, but, uh, but I need, you know, I need to get out. There's some really cool stuff along the docks and along the water that would, that would be interesting. I think taking the drone up. So for sure, there are, so, yeah, new there are new regulations with drones these days, but just kind of have absolutely. a look at that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I did figure out that was the first thing I did before I launched the drone. Cause the, the, the incredible thing about the program that you use the app on your phone is it, it knows a lot of that stuff. So it won't let you fly or sometimes you're restricted to 20 meters or uh, it won't, it won't let you do much. And then there's strict no fly zones where it will stop. And sure. so, um, but also I did look into the regulations and there's obviously a, some sort of fee that you have to pay every year to keep your license. I've got my license here yeah. uh, in England. Basically they ask you, yeah. you know, it's a great way to get, you know, $30 off you every every year or something because they ask you like if you're flying over a crowd should you a attack the crowd with your drone or b <laughs> move away from them it's like come on you know the answers to the questions this isn't making anybody a better drone pilot this is a way to get yeah. some money so yeah. uh, but it's funny i did i definitely looked into that so yeah that's that's the long-winded version of my uh 
of my camera journey. So what sort of camera equipment are you using now? So my first one, the one that I bought in 2013 was, uh, or 2012, I guess, was uh, a Canon um, EOS Rebel T5i. Very, very consumer uh, version, but it was it's great. I bought it because it had really good capabilities for video as well. We were doing a lot of video with the real estate business at that point, and it just made everything look really nice. It was easy to use. Um, I since have upgraded to actually a professional body that is a full frame sensor instead of the crop sensor I was using, which is um, the Canon uh, 6D Mark II. And I have two favorite lenses. Um, both of them are Canon L series uh, glass. One is the um, 100 millimeter macro. Uh, it's just a beautiful lens. It's it's. Uh, you know, if you've ever shot with a macro lens, it's, the capabilities of those things are pretty incredible. But sure. also, also the aperture um, goes, I think, to like 1.2. It's something crazy. Oh. You can shoot somebody and their nose will be in focus and the rest of their face <laughs> is not. So it's an interesting, it's it's interesting getting used to that. And then my wide angle, which is uh, 16 to 35. So it is, it's not a prime lens. It's actually a zoom lens, but it's great. And it's an L series as well. And I think it's an F4, um, but it's, if you're at 16 millimeters uh, on a, on a full frame camera, um, that's what you shoot real estate with. That's what you shoot. You can get the entire room, the ceiling and the floor in one shot, even in these houses in England. So that, and then when you zoom that into 35, it's really brilliant. Uh, It's a brilliant uh, thing to kind of carry around for being on the street. I like I like my 50 millimeter prime lens for for being on the street. It's short, it's fast, it's 1.2. Um, so you can capture interesting things. You know, if you're trying to sneak in, get people on the street doing things, uh, it's a good one. It's a good one for that. But I think my two favorites are still the versatility of that 16 to 35. Yeah. Uh, it's probably awesome. And then the capabilities of that 100 millimeter macro you can't beat, so. Excellent. I used to be a Canon guy uh, back in the time and yeah, full frame and then digital full frame. And then I just got tired of lugging around big camera bodies and big lenses. So I just went to the uh, the Fujifilm uh, system. And uh, I mean, for me, that's uh, fantastic. It's a lot smaller body, lightweight, and it still shoots fantastic images. So yeah. Yeah, my friend, uh, one of my friends back in Kentucky, he had a really nice Fuji, Fuji film uh, digital that was. I was just shocked at how small it was, yeah. and just and it made just beautiful images. So yeah, yeah. I think, I think I, if I hadn't already gone so far in with Canon, I would I would probably be doing that switch too. But for sure, um, but yeah. Yeah, Justin, as you know, uh, Photo Story is kind of looking at one particular image and talking to uh, a photographer about a particular image. So you shared a particular image uh, with me and the link for the image, uh, for those of you that can't see it, uh, if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, uh, the link is in the notes. So you can just uh, click to it immediately. But Justin, tell me, uh, describe the image, tell me uh, about it and tell me, uh, it looks, for me, it's an amazing image, but I'll let you 
describe it? Yeah, yeah. So uh, the scene is, uh, it's obviously pouring down rain. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> you can see the, the drops of water actually bouncing up off of the ground. And the ground is so saturated uh, that, that, that you can see it's a, just a big puddle. Um, and as you look up in the background, you see a couple of bikes under a tree yep. and a, uh, a white building in the ca- in the back uh, background that is definitely a cafe. And then <laughs> your subject is uh, is this couple, one lady in a white dress and a guy with uh, shorts and uh, a T-shirt on. And they have locked hands and um, they are... Uh, you can tell by the lady's hair that there's motion happening. So they are actually spinning around in this torrential downpour in the middle of uh, of this uh, of this uh, square. No, the, the the lady's hair for sure. I mean, yeah, you can just see movement there, and I think yeah, you've really captured just the. The expression and uh, just the movement, and as you say, it is absolutely tipping it down. <laughs> <laughs> it is so. Uh, so we were. This is this photo is actually taken in Delft, in uh, in the Netherlands, and uh, we we were we've we've been to Delft a few a few times now. It's it's one of our favorite places, but we've. Uh, we were there's a the the, ta- the town square um marked square is uh is really close to where we stayed in our hotel and uh, it has shops and restaurants and this big beautiful old church uh and um every thursday and saturday they have a uh big kind of market they set up all these tables you can get fresh fish you can get uh nuts and you know dried fruit candy people selling leather bags there's t-shirts you know it's just it's full of people and we loved it so um we found this restaurant in there that we fell in love with too and uh, the last time we were there was over the summer this year um in 2022 and uh we had been walking around just doing our thing all day Decided to stop into our uh, one of our favorite restaurants there in the square, and uh, I'll <laughs> I'll have to send you a couple of the images leading up to this because uh, I, I I noticed the clouds were changing rapidly as we dined on the patio. <laughs> Thankfully, this restaurant has absolutely huge umbrellas. You can see the one behind the lady. Um, that's pretty big, but ours was like twice that size. Uh, so and they had 10 of them covering their entire patio so the whole time this is happening people are just eating right around me but uh, nonetheless we we start we're eating we ordered our food and uh, we ate and got our whole meal in and uh, and then you the, the the bottom dropped out of the clouds you could just see it and it just came down hard and this was the hardest rain I'd seen uh, outside of the United States since we've been here it was it reminded me of a big you know summer kentucky rain and uh it was huge and it was just crazy so Lindsay, my wife and gabby uh my daughter they they took off and went into the restaurant but you had to you had to basically walk through a lake to get there so 
I just took out my camera and started shooting because uh, there are still people riding their bike and one guy's running from one restaurant to the next. And there was just all, I've got tons of, of different things from this shoot because I just was, I just wanted to shoot the rainstorm and like, it's a really neat scene. Uh, so to have all that rain and, and different people riding their bike through when all of a sudden this couple just ran out into the middle of Mark square in Delft and they just grabbed each other's hands and started spinning around. Um, so I immediately pointed at them, captured probably 25 photos as they were doing this. And then at the end, he picks her up and they share a kiss. No. She's got her legs <laughs> in the air. They drop down. And then I've got a couple, which is when they're preparing to run back to safety where he grabs her hand and then they start to run. And uh, it was just a really, really cool moment and produced some really cool photos. But I think this one's probably my favorite of, of all of them. I mean, yeah, I love it because uh, apart from uh, the couple being in focus, although, you know, you can see movement with the lady, there is no one else around and rightly slow because it's tipping <laughs> rain. So for me, it's, uh, yeah, just really captured the moment and, yeah, just the spontaneity uh, of people going out and dancing in the rain. Yeah, I, I thought it was really cool that, you know, you could try to set one of these up you know, you could try to, you could try to, you know, manufacture a scene like this and it just would never go the way that it went because this was just a split second decision. They decided to go out and just dance in this rain. So I actually, um, they ran out under another, they ran into a different restaurant and the rain kept going. So I didn't know, but once the rain cleared, um, we, uh, the sun came perfectly out. I mean, it was like this brilliant thing. And we were, I was like, oh, I really wanted to find them, you know, see if I could follow them on Instagram and send them the photos after I got a chance to edit. Yeah. Um, and and I just, it had been so long, I figured they had just left. So we uh, we paid our bill and started walking uh, uh, towards the hotel. And as we did, I looked up in front of us, the couple was walking in front of us. So I, Lindsay's like, I think that's them. And I was, so I stopped them. I was like, were you? Do you speak English? First of all, yes, yeah. <laughs> they live in they live in uh, they live in Den Haag. So, um, but it, I was like, okay, were you dancing in the rain? They're like, yeah. I was like, oh, this is great. So I got their email address, followed them on Instagram, and after Fantastic. I after I uh, processed the images, I sent them high resolution copies of all of them. I said, you know, just do good. whatever you want to with it, but yeah. I really appreciate you letting me use these <laughs> for my own good. You know, so it was fun, man. It was I, really fun. I'm sure they appreciated it. Justin, uh, your photography uh, website is in the notes uh, of the podcast. But looking at a lot of the images, they're they're kind of they're not uh, they're great images, but a lot of them are not kind of street photo images. Is kind of doing street photo work? Does that come spontaneously spontaneously to you, or you know, like do you kind of get embarrassed shooting uh, shooting people that you don't know, for example? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's all there's, a, you know, that's just a thing that I'm like, I don't want anybody to like, have a problem with it. But I also, you know, a lot of times when I'm shooting stuff, uh, spontaneously, just kind of, because um, I do walk around the city quite a bit. And when we're in Delft, and when we go places, you know, we've been to Bruges, and uh, we've been all over England. And so I always bring my camera with me. 
Um, and if there's an interesting thing happening, I do like I, I do want to capture it, but I'm I, I am kind of quick sometimes. I've I've gotten better at the speed so that it's not awkward if they did look at me and say, What is that guy doing? Most people probably wouldn't care. Sure. Um, but but some of the people I follow on Instagram, I've had stories of people that do care quite a bit. Yep. <laughs> so interestingly enough, uh, yeah, it's but those are the things that I really enjoy. I mean, I, I, I have a lot of landscape. I do a lot of landscape stuff. Um, uh, but I, I like capturing people um, in moments, you know, where uh, it's just like just something as this photo. Say it is the rainstorm, you know, like just kind of in the moment um, stuff. I think um, who is the guy that I the guy that I follow on Instagram in london really interesting photos uh, i believe he is heroes for sale i think that's his that's his tag i think on instagram heroes for sale maybe um he just has these really brilliant images of just you know a lady on a bus you know a guy uh through the window into a restaurant guy reading a newspaper um and it's just they're really cool and i you know that's something that i never I was always doing, you know, I could do that photojournalist style because at weddings you have to, you really do. And so, and, and some of the best, even family portraits that I did were not the staged posed photos, sure. but what happened in between. Yeah. And so getting those natural acts uh, on film is really, really captured. It's just, it, it's a really cool way of, uh, of, of things, but I, yeah. Sometimes you, I think it's just being there too. You know, sometimes you get, you get lucky. I got lucky with these guys in the rain, right? And I had my camera, and I could, I could stay outside because I was under that massive umbrella. Um, So yeah, it's. But you know, I think the problem for me sometimes is that I don't make enough time for it. You know, I need to schedule a day at least each week where I walk around for an hour to two hours, and just find find frames because you can if you do it well it often enough but it's like sometimes other things take precedence and you forget i need to be making some other cool images too very good justin you have a quite as i say a lot of photos uh, on your website i encourage uh, people to to look at them and you have some for sale on the website is that uh that's right as well, yeah? yeah absolutely pretty much everything you see on my website could become a print um, I do have some that are much more popular than others. So I, I just created a little shop to maybe take away some of the noise for people. So yeah, if you go to my website, justinthomasphotography.com, uh, there's a shop on there where I've just got some A3 and A4 prints um, of some of my more popular things available. But like I said, if somebody sees something that they want, it's not in the shop, um, we can we can make a print, no problem. Great. Justin, it's been great uh, talking with you. And yeah, uh, I, I, I saw that image. I think you posted it on Instagram or something uh, yeah, a while ago. And uh, I saw it and it drew me in. So I'm delighted that uh, you've shared it uh, now as well. Because looking at it actually, yeah, looking at it on, the, on your iPhone, it's a nice image. But actually putting it up on your, uh, on your big screen, you can really yeah. just get the life and just, yeah. Those uh, those raindrops hopping off the pavement. So yeah, yeah, it's great, absolutely. It's a great image. So listen, Justin, thank you very much. And uh, for those of you 
uh, that uh, would want to explore more, as I say, uh, both this photo and the website uh, details are in the uh, podcast notes. So thank you all for joining me. And uh, I'll be uh, broadcasting from uh, Mosul uh, City in Iraq uh, the next time you tune in. So uh, I'll send a, a link out uh, before that so you can listen. So thank you all very much for joining me and see you next time.